morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, June 28, 2018. I'm Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. It's beautiful out in the Gem City. Steve Wolfong is in Indianapolis, and I just watched a Facebook video of his one-year-old meandering down the hall. Were those his first steps, Steve? Nah, but he's starting to get into a rhythm. He looks good out there. Shortstop, quarterback, free safety? Based on genetics, he probably will end his high school career in high school for football, but he's got a much better shot in the sports where height isn't that big a deal. So baseball, soccer, those sports, track, whatever, if he's into sports. But my boy should have a little bit of a, of a, some athleticism passed on, most of it from their mom. And they're coordinated, and, and, and uh, they should have a chance to have some muscle to them, but they probably won't have much height to them. Don't be so sure, because I'm a robust 5'10", and my wife probably tops out at 5'3", and my 16-year-old son is almost six foot one, which means I'm going to be struck by lightning. And my wife, my wife is close to 5'6", which is good height for a woman. And she was a terrific volleyball player, but uh, um, I don't know if they're going to get past six foot. If they'll even get to six foot, that first number is very, very important. You want it to be a six. Speaking of things that are very, very important, Ohio State recruiting very important event about to take place. It's become an annual rite of passage for Steve Wolfong to leave his beautiful family and go cover it. Steve, bring us up to speed on the opening. The coverage will get on twenty four seven. And then you can run down the list for us here and let us know which Buckeyes or future Buckeyes will be in attendance. Well, I'll be at the opening finals, leave for Dallas tomorrow morning, and the prospects start arriving on Saturday, and the event runs through July 3rd. Ohio State's got the number 10 ranked recruiting class per 24-7 sports. The top four commits in the class. Will be in that in Texas with me. Garrett Wilson doesn't have to go far. The number two receiver in the country, five-star recruit. He'll be putting it on the line. Uh, perhaps he'll leave Texas, or perhaps will leave Texas with Garrett Wilson as our number one receiver. Um, Harry Miller, the number two center in the country. I haven't seen a better interior lineman on the camp circuit this year. Clay Webb, the number one center. Uh, I'm still good with that order with Clay Webb having to cut weight, being the wrestler. And uh, uh, But I thought Harry Miller had a better Atlanta Nike camp than, than Clay Webb, but both are outstanding prospects. Doug Nestor, the nation's number 10 offensive tackle. I think he can play anything across the line of scrimmage. He's had a terrific camp season. Um, he, extremely powerful player at the point of attack. I expect him to have a really good showing at the opening. The offensive lineman and defensive lineman are in full pads, so this isn't your standard camp where the O-line and D-line bang without helmets on. These guys will be in full pads, with the exception of there's a few states that don't allow it. Um, It's against state rules for teams to put on pads, so it would be against state rules for these guys to come to Texas and put on pads, but most of them will be in pads. And then safety recruit Ronnie Hickman, who was extremely high on a lot of schools' boards uh, out of DePaul Catholic there in Wayne, New Jersey. He was a long-time Ohio State lean before he committed in April. He'll be in Texas as well. So look forward to seeing those guys. Then as far as uh, Ohio State targets competing, Brian Breezy, the number one ranked recruit in 2020. I think he's going to release some top schools here soon. Ohio State will be on that initial cut. 
Zach Evans, the five-star running back from Houston, Texas, the number one running back in 2020. Ohio State will take a swing there. Zach Harrison, of course, the number one recruit in Ohio, number one player in the 2019 rankings, according to 24-7 Sports. He'll be there. This is his second year going um, to the event. He was one of the few underclassmen invites. Darnell Wright will be at the opening finals, as I kind of scroll through the list. The number one safety in the country, Daxton Hill, is a priority recruit for for Ohio State. Uh, Just went by Garrett Wilson's name again. I'm kind of scrolling through this list right now, Daniel, as I work my way through. Marcus Washington, considered an Ohio State lean, coming out of his official visit this past weekend. He was considered a lean going into the visit, as a matter of fact. I got a question for you. How much do you use the opening to figure into your final evaluations of these guys when you're ranking them? Well, again, it's just validation. You're seeing these guys. You're seeing these guys next to each other, so you can see who may be more explosive, who's twitchier, who's more consistent, who's smoother. You know, who's more dominant. It's certainly an arena where you get a chance to compare and contrast because the film does lie sometimes. I mean, how many Division One players is uh, – how many Division One corners is Garrett Wilson playing against on Friday nights? You know, because here at the opening, everybody he's going to line up across is going to play major power five football. So um, I think that um, there is value in these events, and there's a reason why colleges have camps and try and bring as many top kids in to work out against each other. That's certainly what Alabama does. Um, they try and make everybody work out that comes to, to their campus for camp. So um, Wandale Robinson's one that I don't even think was really on Alabama's radar. Uh, he's a top target for Ohio State. Went down to Alabama's camp and, and, and tore it up and, and earned an offer. Um, so And then with these guys being in full pads in the trenches, I think it brings some value there. But it still, it still starts with the film. I'm not sleeping on the film. I'm just saying the film can lie. And, and, and so these events, and the reason why the rankings are getting better and better is because we're getting more opportunity to see these young men compete against the other quote-unquote creme de la creme. Jamison Williams will be at the opening finals this weekend. He visited Ohio State over the weekend, his first official fresh off, fresh off an Alabama visit. I'm told Alabama's – we always knew that was the top two, but I think Alabama's made that one real interesting as it stands right now. Jordan Battle from St. Thomas Aquinas, the top 247 safety. He's considered an Ohio State lean. He's one of the better defensive backs that I've seen on the camp circuit, seven-on-seven circuit. He'll, he'll uh, be in Texas. So those are some of the main Ohio State targets as I continue. Right, let's talk receiver here for a second. Yeah, let's talk receiver – yeah, let's talk receiver here for a second, given the names you've given out. Everyone knew wide receiver was going to be a major focus of this class, given um, Ohio State's current roster. They're going to lose a ton of dudes. So they have Garrett Wilson in the fold. Uh, I don't want to get redundant here or repetitive. Best receiver they've recruited since I've been up here. That's at least a decade. Um, other guys, you mentioned Maurice Washington, Jamison Williams, and Dan Rubin's mental Rolodex. They are penciled into the class. The vibe I get from you guys was they were, when I say you guys, I mean informed recruiting experts that I have the good fortune to have access to. I get the vibe that they wanted to take three receivers. Now I'm starting to get the feeling it's going to be four. Do you see them taking three receivers, four receivers, 
or do you see them saying these three guys that I mentioned are receivers and they take a bunch of other guys that could play on either side of the ball? Like you mentioned Ronnie Hickman as a defensive back. Some thought he was going to be a running back, got Steel Chambers. So I guess that's a meandering question. Steel Chambers could be a linebacker. You know, so I love Steel Chambers as a running back. Also love him as a linebacker. They're just taking really good football players and, and good guys, and I think it's still early in the cycle where if a good player wants to commit and they think he's really good, I think that they'll take him and then figure it out later in the process. It seems the receivers, more than any other position, don't care if another great receiver is going to the school. Within reason, right? I mean – if the school's got five committed. But obviously they know that the ball is going to move around. And, and, and so it's it's not a position, like you said, that one impacts the other unless the kids just don't have a liking for each other. Um, that would be the only, the only way. But receiver is a need for Ohio State. And Ohio State does a terrific job recruiting kids, especially at that position with Zach Smith, who – is as out, outgoing a recruiter as there is in the country. He really connects with his with his top targets, and more so than just your regular small talk. So um, he does a good job. And, and then obviously, when these young men come to campus, Ohio State sells itself. Urban Meyer does a great job. The rest of the staff does, and the players in the locker room love playing at Ohio State. So it all it all comes together, and, and, and that's how you load up at a position. Yes, anybody that has social media knows Zach Smith is quite outgoing. Before we move off the opening, give us kind of just a, a quick rundown of what exactly takes place, the dates, um, what people can expect from the coverage. So they're bringing back the Nike Football Rating Challenge. They eliminated it last year. You know, some of these kids don't like testing, which means, you know, for me. That's bad. Well, it's bad if you're a skill player, right? Especially if you're a defensive back where you're supposed to like tear up testing. If you're an alpha defensive back, highly recruited guy, um, you you live for those moments to show how athletic you are. And some of these kids know that they're not as good as they as they're being perceived to be right now. Uh, but they're bringing it back. It's an exciting event. J.K. Dobbins won it two years ago. Uh, Jeffrey Okuda finished second and Cam Akers third. Um, and uh, it was an extremely competitive event. And it's just fun to, um, it's just fun to see the show that some of these kids can put on and how, how gifted they are. Um, and, and so um, they're bringing back the Nike football rating, which I believe is on the first day. And then they'll do a regular Nike football training camp type deal, um, which is the, the position work and then the one-on-ones and then, then they'll get into the seven-on-seven play and the trench warfare. So these kids are already divided up on teams, and um, they'll play seven-on-seven, twenty-four-seven sports. They'll track all the stats, the reception. We'll track the receptions, the pass breakups, the interceptions, and the, the completions and incompletions. And, and so we'll be able to chart who performed well in this setting, and then uh, they'll get after it. Uh, in, in the trenches as well. So, and then they'll be out of there before we know it. There'll be some commitments out there and, uh, it'll fly by, but it's in Texas this year instead of Oregon. So it's going to be over 100 degrees. My colleagues tell me most of it's going to be inside. So I'm happy about that. My balding head is happy about that, but, 
Um, this is the this is the premier event of the summer, in my opinion. It brings together the most talent because obviously you have the All American game and the Under Armour game. It splits the roster. The opening doesn't, so it'll be uh, it'll be a very competitive atmosphere, and, and we'll see who who rises to the top. All right, last question: Michael Johnson, quarterback. His dad is the offensive coordinator at Oregon, correct? Still, is that right? Yeah, no, his dad's a receivers coach at Oregon. He was kind of high on the Ohio State list as a quarterback early on. We talked about how this class didn't have a lot of great quarterbacks. It seemed like maybe he was too far out west or he's going to go with his dad. But it's a kick in the crystal ball. As I see, Steve Wolfong has crystal balled Mr. Johnson to Penn State. Well, I know Michael Johnson visited Ohio State early to answer your first question, but I, I, didn't, I don't know. They just – whether it was mutual or whether one side decided or not, um, obviously they're not. They haven't been a contender for several months, and Ohio State went after several other quarterbacks and went and saw several others. Um, but but um, the schools that were kind of considered the early favorites for Michael Johnson, Miami was the longtime leader. Obviously, Oregon was considered a factor. They recruited and committed Kale Millen. His dad was going to make Michael go through the process and do his due diligence and take his visits. And he took an official visit to Penn State in June, and we've talked about it all the time on here, but they're doing a terrific job. And then there's no school recruiting Michael Johnson harder than Penn State right now, from James Franklin to Ricky Ronnie to Jawan Sider to the tight ends coach Tyler Bowen. They got four coaches talking to Michael Johnson. And, and not all kids are that engaging. Um, but Michael Johnson's personality, he's an, he, he's an outgoing, easygoing young man. And, and, and so these coaches, he's, he's built a report with. And I think he went and visited Penn State, and that's kind of locker room that he really saw himself fitting in, the type of kids, type of players, pretty similar uh, locker room in Happy Valley uh, to, to Ohio State. I think that those kids are, for the most part, cut from the same cloth. And uh, – so um, it's not a done deal. You know, he's going to discuss it with his family. But Penn State may have four or two four-star quarterbacks committed in this class. And it's a big need for Penn State because they got Trace McSorley for one more year. And then you like Tommy Stevens, um, who Kevin Wilson recruited to Indiana and had committed. And then Notre Dame flipped Brandon Winbush, and Penn State then went and got Tommy Stevens. Uh, Tommy Stevens is splashed that he's capable. Uh, but beyond Tommy – will be a fifth-year senior next season. They, they, there's a lot of question marks on uh, who's going to be the trigger man moving forward where you feel good about everything else Penn State's doing. So they need two in this class, and, and, and uh, there'll be an opportunity perhaps for one of these guys very early on in their career. Yeah, not that psyched about all that. We've covered it intensely here that Michigan's kind of, in my opinion, and that of others, has kind of dropped off the radar in terms of trading punches with Ohio State for the elite prospects, but fighting James Franklin's have stepped into the ring and can swing, and it is not good. But we will keep an eye on that. Keep in mind, Steve will be out at the opening in Texas, and we'll have more Ohio State coverage than you can read. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, guys. See you. Have a good 4th of July, too.